Yo, what's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. This is the Back Row Commander Show, and we're going to talk NFL Draft. We're not just going to just talk NFL Draft. We're also going to talk Washington Commanders um, NFL Draft as well. So plenty of surprises um, in this draft, uh, starting with, you know, pick three. Derek Stingley Jr. going to the Houston, Texas. A lot of these picks surprised me, and a lot of talent was pushed down. A lot of the Washington fans wanted guys like Drake London. You know, some fans wanted um, maybe a Garrett Wilson, right? You had guys who wanted Olave. We're going to get into all of that. We're going to talk about what happened, what went well, what didn't go well. Uh, plenty surprises tons and tons of surprises uh for not just my team but everybody around the league um so uh this is gonna be a great episode coming on pretty late but had to come on here and uh get this information out so starting with the first pick of the draft right trayvon walker goes number one and to be honest that was the that was the biggest shocker because everybody's thinking Hutchinson is going number one. Hutchinson going number one. Trayvon Walker goes number one, right? And then that kind of pretty much set the tone of this draft. It kind of showed you or told you that this draft was not going to go as you thought. See, a lot of fans, a lot of Twitter GMs, what we were doing was doing these mock drafts. And I tried to do these mock drafts and or even listen to them because they never go how the real-life draft normally goes, right? So Trayvon Walker goes number one. Then Aiden Hutchinson goes number two to the Lions. You saw a lot of people saying Malik Willis is going to go number two. Malik Willis has the you know the highest upside and this and that. Malik Willis did not get drafted in the first round. Malik Willis is still available, and he's most likely going to go in the second round. It can be mid-second round. It can be late second round. We don't know. We don't know how tomorrow goes. But so Aiden Hutchinson goes number two. Derek Stingley going number three. That shocked me. That was the biggest surprise. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, the draft is going how I would want it to go, especially for my uh, Washington Commanders football team, right? Then you got Ahmad Gardner. He goes number four. And really, Houston should have gone Ahmad Gar uh, Sauce Gardner. But, it, it, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Kayvon Thibodeau goes number five to the Giants. The Giants and the Eagles, actually, both teams had a really good draft, okay? So I can't get mad at either one of these uh, teams' selection. Um, Iquanu went to the Panthers. That's where I thought everything was going to change. Hey, what's good, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Says Dotson is a beast, wanted Hamilton, uh, but I don't mind this, by the way. Absolutely. Dotson is a dog. Uh, I'm glad that we got him. I'm going to get more into Dotson in a minute. Um, but, yeah, definitely a, a great pick for the Washington Commanders. Um, Evan Neal going number seven. So here goes the Giants making the best out of their two picks. They had two picks in the top seven, and they were able to go to and also go Evan Neal. They did not mess this up, not one bit. The Giants did get better after they won. Um, Drake London going at pick eight. Now it starts to get interesting, right? Because a lot of the fans wanted Drake London. They were thinking that Drake London was going to fall to 11. And possibly the team probably wanted Drake London. I mean, there was a lot of smoke. You know, people saying, hey, 
Drake London is going to be a, a piece that fits the team and this and that. Nobody knows anything. If Ron Rivera and Cole did not tell you what was going to happen, nobody knows, right? We were, we're, I mean, we're all just being GMs and just, you know, being fans. We're guessing. We want different things done. And, um, you know, Drake London, like I said, goes pick eight to the Falcons. Charles Cross goes nine to Seattle. That's another team that I thought was going to draft a quarterback. Malik Willis is still sitting there right now. Everybody has gone home and Malik Willis is still sitting there waiting to be selected. He's going to have to wait till tomorrow. That's the disadvantage of getting these guys hopes up. The agents tell you something and then the team does something else. Sometimes the board falls differently. Uh, so Malik Willis, he's possibly going to be a good player, but a lot of people have seen what has happened to Trey Lance. Trey Lance was this, you know, great upside type guy, right? And he's still not ready. He's still not ready. So when you have these quarterbacks that have great upside that are not ready to play yet, it kind of scares teams away. I mean, you all we kept hearing was Malik Willis can go as high as two. And after 32 picks, he is still not picked. And, I, I mean, I thought he was going to be able to go to Seattle. Makes plenty sense. Being that Seattle wants to be a team that wants to continue to contend and want to play, right? But they don't want to rebuild. So if you want to play, you have nothing at quarterback, right? But you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett. Maybe they move one of those guys. Maybe they move two of those guys. But, oh, man, my guy, Time Out Sports. Appreciate you hopping on the stream, my brother. But um, a quarterback not going at nine, that was shocking. But you take the best available, and that's Charles Cross. This draft pretty much teaches you to take the best available, and that's what plenty teams have done. Now, when Garrett Wilson went at 10 to the Jets, I felt that was another piece that my Washington commanders wanted, but he went to the Jets at 10. So at this point, it's like, what's left? What can we possibly do? And it takes two to tango. Everybody says trade back, trade back, trade back. You can't trade back if you don't have a trade partner, right? So eventually, the Saints get on the phone. They call Washington. They're like, yo, Washington, what's good? Washington is like, yo, I need multiple picks, <laughs> right? Then they say, well, we might be able to help with that situation. So they end up making a trade, right? But the funny thing is, when Washington makes this trade from 11 to 16, that's literally five spots down, right? They're thinking they can grab their guy, Olave. Well, the Saints straight up and take Olave. So then at this point, it's like, did Ron Rivera have multiple guys that he wanted at pick 16? Because Kyle Hamilton, the guy that I wanted, he was available at 11. But at the same time, I felt that the trade down was much greater than a Kyle Hamilton. Why? Because we only had six picks, right? We had a first, pick 11, pick 47. Then we had no third. We had a fourth, no fifth. Then we had a sixth and two sevens. That was not enough to really fill some of the gaps that we have. And then not being able to attack free agency because you brought in Carson Wentz. Even if you didn't bring in Carson Wentz, how much money would you have had to really do what you wanted to do with free agency, right? And then to protect that comp pick for that 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 uh, comp pick for Brandon Sheriff, you got to watch who you're signing and who you're not signing. You got to sign guys who are cut just to guarantee that you get a third comp pick next year. So what they've been able to do in this draft alone, I'm going to talk about the compensation in just a minute. They have recouped literally everything they lost for Carson Wentz. It was literally playing chess. A lot of the, you know, a lot of teams or a lot of uh, uh, fans 
we're not excited about the pick. But I'm going to break down who Jahan Dotson is. The guy is a beast. The guy's a dog. He does a lot of things well. But um, my uncle, we were texting back and forth, and he was upset. So when the Saints traded up to 11, uh, they gave up the 16th pick. Obviously, we traded from 11 to 16. We got pick 98, and then we got pick 120. That changes everything. Picking up 98 and 120 just to go back five spots, that's a sweet deal. You can't get that deal anywhere else. That deal made so much sense. Now, it would have made more sense had Olave been available at pick 16, but who knows? Maybe they had a conversation with the Saints, and Saints were like, oh, we're trading up for Olave, but we're giving you 98 and 120. Are you willing to take this deal? And that's just kind of how everything went down. You know, you pick up 98, you pick up 120, um, and – Martin Mayhew said that he wanted to attack the middle of the draft. He said the middle of the draft is where you're going to find a lot of gems. And this is a deep draft. Might not be the most talented draft, but it's a deep draft because of COVID. A lot of guys, you know, missed opportunities to play and they weren't come out this year. So it's tons and tons of talent coming out this year. And based off of how the rest of the draft goes, you're going to see a lot of guys fall. You know what I'm saying? But back to... Back to the draft. So Olave goes at uh, pick 11. Jamison Williams goes at pick 12. That was another guy I was thinking, maybe he falls to pick 16. Maybe maybe if we traded to pick 15, we might have had a chance of getting maybe one or two other guys that we wanted. But Jamison Williams goes. Uh, matter of fact, the Lions traded up to come get Jamison Williams. So then it's like, oh, man, maybe this wasn't a good trade because of who you thought was going to be able to fall back. Or, or fall in this in this draft. Jordan Davis goes to the Eagles at pick 13. That was a great uh, pick. I believe they traded up to get this pick. I can't remember. Then at this point, I'm like, there's no way that Cal Hamilton gets past 14 with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they, they live and breathe defense, right? Instead of Baltimore going offense, they traded away Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals. So <laughs> it just shows you that Baltimore continues to add to the defensive end. That's just who Baltimore is. That's their identity. They run the ball and they play good defense. So when they grabbed Kyle Hamilton at 14, I was like, man, that was the guy I wanted. I felt like maybe he falls to us. And I also thought that um, I think at pick 15, I don't know if Houston would have took – uh, uh, Hamilton. Maybe Hamilton then falls to 16. Had he had Hamilton fell to 16, it would have made Ron Rivera and Cole look like geniuses. But you know they had a plan. I'm pretty sure they had multiple guys that they wanted. You know, at 11, multiple guys that they wanted at 16, and felt that maybe moving back five spots, you you recoup some picks, and you can still get grab the guy that you want. Jahan Dotson was a guy that I had very high on my board. Now. I did not have Jahan Dotson higher than uh, than than uh, George Pickens from Georgia, but with the injury concerns, that's part of the reason why Washington probably did not want to elect to take in uh, a George Pickens. I think that George Pickens, if healthy, has a chance to be one of the best receivers in this draft. One thing that this draft does have is wide receivers, and if you saw teams trading up into the early teens to come and grab some of these prospects, that's because teams like Kansas City and Green Bay desperately needing wide receivers and teams wanting to jump the gun, get ahead to get the guys that they wanted. Now you see 
teams like Kansas City and Green Bay, how they were able to pivot the rest of this draft, which I'm going to get into. But let me read this comment right here. Let me see what Roger said. Says Roger says, Manny, I'm done. This is the dumbest organization in football. Why do you pick? Why do you pick a third round slot wide receiver, punt returner that cannot? They can't justify that pick in the first. We're gonna look. We're gonna dive into Jahan Dotson, who he is, what he does well. He's more than just a punt returner. He's more than just a slot wide receiver. He's not a slot wide receiver. He's an outside wide receiver. Don't let his stature and size fool you. The guy's a dog. We're going to get into Jahan Dotson further on into the stream. Now, back to this draft. So after we take Jahan Dotson, which is like 50-50 right now, I love the pick. You had fans who didn't like the pick. You, you have fans who love the pick. Um, you have fans who've never seen Jahan Dotson play, you know. But let's keep going. Um, Zion Johnson, possibly the best guard in this draft, goes to Boston. Right now, although yeah, Washington had multiple choices, Washington could have elected to grab a, 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 a Traylon Burks, but Traylon Burks, I would have been fine with Traylon Burks because of his skill set and his size, but maybe he doesn't fit what they're trying to do. There was a tweet that JP Finley put out the, uh, the other day. It's not just about getting the wide receiver that fits with this team or this scheme. Get a wide receiver that fits very well with what Terry McLaurin likes to do. We all know that Jahan Dotson has great speed. You know what I'm saying? He has great hands. He can jump out the gym. Like I said, I'm going to get into what Jahan Dotson does well. Uh, let me see. Roger says, I know what he is. He is smaller. He's a smaller Terry McLaurin. We already have him. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, it makes plenty of sense. I'd rather have two Terrys than, 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 than just having one Terry. Everybody was excited about potentially getting a Chris Olave, but then they get a Jahan Dotson and fans are mad. Olave and Dotson, there's not too much of a difference between the two. There's not too much of a difference between the two. The thing is, when you have multiple wide receivers that can get open and get separation, that's the biggest thing that the Washington commanders needed. Somebody who can get open, somebody who can uh, separate, catch the ball, and I'm kind of glad that they attacked and were aggressive to get a guy that they wanted in the first round. Past few years, I'm going to put this down. Let's talk about this right now. Past few years, you try to get a discount on wide receivers, and it doesn't work. They drafted Terry McLaurin to be a special teams guy. Look it up. He was more than that, okay? Dwayne Haskins pushed for them to go ahead and bring in Terry McLaurin. I mean, you had guys like Paris Campbell rated higher than Terry McLaurin. Obviously, Paris Campbell has not been healthy, but Terry McLaurin ended up being a gem that was found in the third round. Not the first round, right? Not like guys like Hollywood and all these different guys, even A.J. Brown and, and most of these guys were picked before Terry McLaurin, right? You found a gem there, okay? Then you try to, you know, find another guy, in Kelvin Harmon, who people were saying that Kelvin Harmon was better than Terry because people haven't done their research because people know it, you know, people know everything, right? So they were saying, oh, man, Terry McLaurin is cool. He's going to be all right. He's going to be a depth piece. But then this guy, Kelvin Harmon, he's going to be special. He had a third round grade and we got him in a sixth round. What a steal. Didn't work out with Kelvin Harmon, right? A few years later, if not the next year, 
you go ahead and draft a guy by the, by the name of Antonio Gandy Golden in the fourth round. You know, uh, he's a big wide receiver. He has this skill set. He has that. He's smart. He's this. He's that. Cool. You draft a Antonio Gandy Golden. It does not work out. What do you do the next year? Oh, well, let's go ahead and draft another wide receiver. Let's draft one in an earlier round. Instead of drafting one in the fourth round, let's draft one in the third round because it's, deep, it's a deep draft and this and that. You go ahead and get a Deami Brown. Didn't work out year one. Doesn't mean that he's not going to be a good player, but you have a guy in Deami Brown that stretches the field, right? You have a guy in Cam Sims who's a bigger wide receiver that you're going to use on, you know, special plays and things of that nature, red zone, this and that. So you already have your big receiver there. Now, they could have gotten several different guys, but they felt this guy right here brings a skill set that fits what the team is trying to, trying to do. God forbid they don't re-sign Terry. You have that insurance there. And that's why the team loved possibly getting a Chris Olave because they felt like, you know what? We get Chris Olave. This is a guy that's just like Terry. He's Terry 2.0. But then you get a similar guy who can possibly be possibly be better than Chris Olave five picks later, and then you acquire two extra picks. Mind you, you traded Carson Wentz, right, for a third and a second, right? You have a comp pick for Sheriff that's going to help out with that second-round pick that the team is going to lose next year, right? Then you gain a third this year. So it's practically what you pay for Carson Wentz is pretty much that cap, right, that, you know, that cap, and he's a one-year rental. If it doesn't work out, you go all in next year and get your guy. Granted, a lot of you guys wanted Malik Willis at 11, okay? Then the talk started going down. You know, when the pro days happen, everybody's excited. Everybody's happy. Malik Willis is this. Malik Willis is that. Oh, he made this throw. Kenny Pickett is this. Kenny Pickett is, Pickett is that. Kenny Pickett went in the 20th, I mean, 20th pick. Malik Willis has not been picked yet, Right? Now, you guys are having flashbacks of Jamin Davis being selected. Maybe it was a reach, right? And it didn't work. But you drafted Jamin Davis to come in and be a middle linebacker when he was not a middle linebacker. That's the problem. All this position flex, this position flex, that. You're drafting guys to come in and do what they're not comfortable in doing. He says, we need a quarterback of the defense. Devin Lloyd was there. That's fine. They were not going to draft another off-ball linebacker in the second round. That was not going to happen. I mean, in the first round. You was not going to go Jamie Davis one year, and then you go Devin Lloyd another year. Devin Lloyd is another one of those hybrid-type guys. He's not just—he's not a middle linebacker. That's not what you're looking for. He's a playmaker. He's similar. He can do a lot of things that Jamie Davis can do, but then you go ahead and you get a Devin Lloyd, and you try to make him be that middle linebacker, and then it doesn't work. Back-to-back, Ron, Ron Rivera's gone. Because then you have these two defensive coaches that they know linebackers, right? And they're trying to bring in people. Look, there's tons of linebackers left that can come in and fit what this team is trying to do. You got guys like Chad Muma out there. You got guys like uh, Troy. Uh, Troy, um, What's his name? Can't think of his last name right now. The guy from, um, damn, what's that school? What's that school? What's that school? I think it's Montana State. I can't even think of uh, his name right now. It, 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 uh, it, it just escapes me right now. But so you have multiple guys. Now, I'm not saying that Troy is a, you know, true, true Mike. You, you need a true middle linebacker. If you're going to draft a middle linebacker, draft a middle linebacker. Don't draft a guy that does a little bit of everything. Draft a true quarterback of the defense, and I don't believe that Devin Lloyd was that guy. I mean, I don't – I mean, if you watch the tape, 
You see what Devin Lloyd brings to the table. And you see that Nicobe Dean is another guy people said, draft him at 11. Draft him at, he's going to be available in the second round. Devin Lloyd almost made it to the second round. You know what I'm saying? In the second round, maybe that's something that you do. Devin Lloyd would have definitely fit that Buffalo Nickel type of player that they're looking for. It's looking like they're going to run with Cole Holcomb at the mic this year, which I think is a mistake. But at the end of the day, they always have two linebackers on the field and then have that Buffalo hybrid type guy. So are you drafting a Buffalo nickel hybrid type guy in the first round? It just doesn't make any sense. When you can get that guy later on in the second, in the third, that's why you trade back to acquire these picks to give you all the options possible in the draft. Because of the lack of free agent signings, the draft was how this team was going to be able to eat. They talked about the middle rounds, the middle rounds, the middle rounds. Don't be surprised if they trade back again in the second round. But I'm going to tell you guys who I think the team is probably going to draft and who I want the team to draft. But we're going to get there. So moving along, A.J. Brown was traded from uh, the Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles. One thing I know is that A.J. Brown is going to get paid, and you're most likely looking at a contract maybe four-year, $120 million or four-year, $100 million type deal, something like that. A.J. Brown is going to get paid. So they traded <laughs> A.J. Brown and drafted Traylon Burks. It's another guy that Washington fans wanted. It just didn't pan out. It just didn't work how he was going to be used, how Carson Wentz plays, what they have in place right now. You, you already have a guy in Curtis Samuel, which I don't even trust, right? But bringing in a another guy that's position flex, moves around, this and that, I don't think they wanted – the skill set of what Traylon Burks can do. Not that Traylon Burks cannot be a great player. It's just not what they wanted uh, at 16. Now, you know, Trevor Pennon goes 19. Kenny Pickett goes at pick 20. I've been telling people this is a weak quarterback class. I'm not saying that these guys are not going to turn into something. Teams were smart. You look at what the scouts are doing. Malik Willis might end up being the best quarterback in this draft. I mean, Derek Carr was drafted in the second round, right? And was the best quarterback in his class. So teams are wising up looking at the that like the entire landscape of what's going on. Kenny Pickett goes pick 20. Trent McDuffie goes pick 21. Quay Walker, pick 22. And because of that wide receiver run, six wide receivers being selected in the first round, you're looking at teams like Green Bay, like, what you doing? Why aren't you grabbing a wide receiver? Maybe because of what was available, they felt they can get in the second round or they feel like they can trade up in the second round or they feel maybe they grab a third round wide receiver. Maybe, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. He makes anybody better, right? So they went for a value pick here, getting one of the better interior linebackers in Quay Walker to fit what they're trying to do. They run that 3-4. They get their guy. Then you have a guy in uh, Kyer Elam, cornerback from Florida going to uh, Buffalo at uh, pick 23, then Tyler Smith, Dallas Cowboys, they're looking around, you know, I mean, there was talks that the Dallas Cowboys were interested in the Traylon Burks. See, the Titans go up and get them, get their guy. So sometimes when you hear these rumors, sometimes they're true, sometimes they're not. At the end of the day, Dallas gets a tackle. He may pan out. He may not pan out. But if he does, you got this guy at pick 24 and you have that fifth year option that's why you see some of these teams they will reach for the player that they want because of that fifth year option you got terry in the third and now we're talking about contract right 
But if Jahan Dotson pans out, which I think he will, you have that fifth-year option as a weapon to have him cost controlled for the next five years. Now, you stagger the contracts, right? By the time Terry's contract is rounding out, then here you go, Jahan Dotson, it's time to pay him if he pans out and if he hits as a first-round pick. Cornelius, what's good, man? It says, Kair Elam going to Buffalo is so underrated. He was my top corner in this draft. Yeah, man, he's he's a really, really good corner. And Jordan Reed called this. He predicted that Kair uh, Elam goes to Buffalo. So great pick for them. Tyler Lindenbaum, best center, possibly the best interior O-lineman in this draft. He goes to the Ravens. So the Ravens make multiple value picks. And the Ravens, they were a team that traded away Hollywood Brown to Arizona. So you, you're seeing movement. The new NFL, let me break this down to you guys. The new NFL goes like this. Wide receivers are getting paid a premium right now. Wide receivers are getting paid crazy money. So, so here's what's happening. Okay, we're not going to pay you this crazy money, but we're going to trade you. Grab somebody younger that can possibly do what you do. And if we're lucky, he can pan out and be better than you or put up that same level of play. Look what happened with the Vikings. They traded away Stephon Diggs and got a haul, right? They were able to get Justin Jefferson. Now Justin Jefferson is one of the top five, top seven wide receivers in the league. Definitely want a top three, top two young wide receiver. It panned out for them. I'm not saying the same thing doesn't happen for the Titans. It might, it might not. But those are just some of the things that you got to do. DMV, Sports Zone, my guy, Nati, what's good, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. And it's a, this is a late one, man, especially for you guys <laughs> in D.C. right now or in that area. <clears throat> so we keep moving on. Jermaine Johnson the second, 26 pick the Jets trading back up into the first round to grab this pick. Great pick, great value pick for the Jets. The Jets really came out swinging, and it's, it's smart when you get the premium-type guys in the top 10. They got their guy in Sauce Gardner. They get the receiver that they felt brings them the best value and one of the better receivers in this in this draft, Garrett Wilson. Then to top it off with a Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, it just makes sense. He's a guy that could have gone at pick 10. And you get this guy at pick 28. This remind uh, 26, sorry. This reminds me of when Washington traded up with the Colts to come back into the first round and select Montez Sweat. Now you're looking at Montez Sweat as a guy that's going to get some serious money. So it can be something similar for the Jets. I wear Jermaine Johnson, one of the better pass rushers in this draft. So you see this draft, you had the little wide receiver run, six wide receivers going, and you have like the uh, like top three old tackles. Then you have uh, those top two wide receivers in the top 10 that people feel are the guys. And you have the top corners that have gone. You have the Kyle Hamilton, the unicorn. Um, he goes. Then you continue to move on in the draft. Devin Lloyd, a guy that my guy uh, Cornelius Kidwell wanted. Um, he was selected by by um, by the Jaguars. Sorry, not it wasn't Cornelius. It was Roger Smith, one Dev, uh, Devin Lloyd. But, you know, Devin Lloyd goes in. You know what I'm saying? They Jags are missing the linebacker, so they, you know, step up, take a guy, and they swing on a guy that they feel fits their system. Um, then Devontae Wyatt going to Green Bay. So now you have Green Bay with two first-round picks, and they select defense and defense. That's definitely something that the Packers needed more than wide receiver. Everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw the ball to. 
but they lost a lot of players. People don't understand. So trading Devontae Adams and collecting all these assets, they still have assets in the second round. Hopefully they grab a wide receiver, but if they don't see the value that they want, then they're going to attack free agency. You still got OBJ out there. He's hurt. I get it. You have Julio out there. You have Jarvis Landry. So there's still some options for Green Bay in free agency if they elect to go that route. It's not, oh, you must get a receiver in the first round. No, these guys are getting premium talent. Devontae Wyatt, are you serious? This guy could possibly be the best defensive tackle in this draft. I mean, these Georgia players are just flying off the board, right? Then you have Cole Strange, uh, guard to the Patriots. The Patriots just know how to trade back. Patriots know how to trade back and acquire picks. It's just the MO of the Patriots. What's good, T-Ho? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Then you have George Carlaftis, selected by Kansas City. Now, this confused me because I was thinking Kansas City possibly goes wide receiver. Maybe they go Sky Moore. But we have to remember, Kansas City is not in the same situation as Green Bay. Green Bay literally has no wide receivers. Kansas City stole a wide receiver from Green Bay, and they have, you know, they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They have some pieces there. So it's not like he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Opposed to Green Bay, I don't know what Green Bay is doing. They need weapons. We're going to see. <laughs> My uncle said that Aaron Rodgers possibly gets traded <laughs> after the draft if they don't draft a wide receiver. It's crazy to me. And then with the last two picks of the first round, I was thinking, man, maybe somebody calls – Cincinnati or somebody calls Minnesota come back in to grab a Malik Willis to have that fifth year option as a weapon. No team call. Um, the Bengals select Daxton Hill, Dax Hill. And that's a guy that a lot of Washington fans wanted because we know we need a safety. <clears throat> so now Dax Hill is gone. The very next play, Lewis seen from Georgia goes. So look, Georgia just had a lot of defenders go in the first round. And Lewis seen. He is a beast. These are two guys that I felt like maybe we get one of these guys in the second round. You still got Jaquan Brisker out there. Uh, There's still, you know, like the guy uh, from Oregon. He's available in the second round. So at pick 47, we got to see how how everything shakes out. You know, there's going to be a run on wide receivers. We know that, right? There's going to where they have a wide receiver. There's going to be a run on quarterbacks. Possibly, I mean, there's a possibility you might see three, maybe four, maybe five quarterbacks go in the second round for teams that feel like they're going to be so good to where they might not be able to take a stab at a quarterback next year. So you have that. So we don't know how everything pans out. Like you have these teams. I'm looking at the early second round. You have the uh, Tampa Bay's out there and the Titans of the world and, you know, the Giants, the Jets. So, you know, and then you have Seattle with back-to-back. Uh, picks at pick eight and nine. Maybe Malik Willis goes to one of these guys. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot could happen. Um, so at 47, let's let's just say that one or two quarterbacks go by, right? Bowls well for us. Then you have Minnesota. You don't know what they're going to do. But at pick 47, here's what I think happens. You either take a running back, you take a safety, or you might be taking a, a cornerback. So one of these two or three things could happen tomorrow. Well, we'll have the 15th pick in the second round. It's not bad. We could have had the 10th pick, but we have the 15th pick. Um, maybe a Kenneth Walker falls. I don't know how you guys feel about Kenneth Walker. I think he's one of the best, if not the best running back in this in this class. Um, maybe 
a linebacker that they like falls. Maybe a Chad Muma, maybe the kid out of Montana State. Um, you know, there's tons of linebackers out there. You know, uh, Darian Beavers. I'm just throwing out some names that are coming to the, you know, coming to me right now. So I don't know what we do. Maybe a Trey McBride. Maybe he's the first tight end selected and he goes pick 47. So lots of different scenarios. Not really sure what they do. Just like today, we didn't know what, what was going to happen. And, you know, we ended up, you know, scooping some picks. So we have pick 47. And then also we now have pick 98, which is the 34th pick in the second round. That's possibly a comp pick that was traded to us. So, I mean, it's, it's look, to have three picks in the top 100 is a blessing. It's a blessing. So, I mean, at pick 98, you can do so much with that pick. If you don't go linebacker, in the second round, you can definitely go linebacker in the third round. You know, you can go tight end. So that's when things get, you know, kind of dicey. I mean, that's where we've drafted some of our better players, uh, the Antonio Gibsons and the Terry McLaurins of the world. So tomorrow is going to be really exciting. It just got better because we didn't have a third-round pick. Now we grab a wide receiver that I like, and then we have a third-round pick. So let me talk a little bit about Jahan Dotson, and I'm going to go ahead and end this stream. So Jahan Dotson, what you get out of him is you have a guy that's – he's not the best route runner, but he's a pretty good route runner. He's not a – now, Chris Olave is the best route, route runner in this draft. We didn't get him, but we get a guy in Dotson who can jump out the gym. Strong hands. You know what I'm saying? When I when I look at Dotson, people say, oh, well, he's small. Well, how tall is OBJ? I'm not saying that, that he's OBJ, but I'm not saying that, that he can't be OBJ. Jahan Dotson is a dog, man. He has that mentality like, yeah, he knows he's smaller, but you can't stop him. That's his mentality. And go look at what he did in his senior year. He put up some numbers, okay, Penn State, all right? So, Jahan Dotson, just to recap, he's fast, ran a 4-4, right? Yes, he's 5'11". Who cares? He's going to help out on special teams occasionally. I don't think that they, that they drafted him in the first round to be a special special teams guy. He's not – don't look at Kadarius Tony and think that he's Kadarius Tony. Nah. Kadarius Tony's quick and, you know, this and that. This guy right here, he's going to run some routes. He's going to get open. He's going to high point the ball. He's a dog. He's going to play outside. Okay. Curtis Samuel's playing inside. He's an outside wide receiver. Don't let the size fool you. You know, you guys are going to love this guy. Read up on him. <laughs> watch him tape. Watch him highlight. Jahan Dotson was a great, great pick. Uh, I love guys like him. And um, even guys like uh, Pickens, like I said earlier, Sky Moore. Those are my second tier type guys. And Chris Olave was in that group. He was in that group with these guys. So, like I said, it's not much of a drop-off between Olave and Dotson. You get that, and then you gain an extra third and fourth. I think it was a, a, a home run of a trade. Um, obviously, missing out on Jamison Williams could possibly hurt because you possibly felt that he could have fell to 16. Kyle Hamilton could have fell to 16. But they definitely had maybe four to five guys on their list, and they were content with taking any one of those five that fell to 16. Uh, I, I Look, it was a great day one. They they, they 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 have done everything that they meant to do. What's good, D. Miller? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. It says, we're going to be okay with Dotson. Great pick. Right, uh, right head on the shoulders. Yeah, man, people were saying all kinds of stuff. Like, there are people that have never seen this guy play. And they're upset. They're mad. They're angry. I'm seeing people saying that Dotson is close to Dachson. 
You know, <laughs> like they're just having nightmares of a first round wide receiver because we don't draft too many of those, right? So when you draft one, you're expecting one to be good. And then, you know, the last first round wide receiver that they're thinking of is like you think of a guy like, you know, uh, Doxon, and man, it didn't work, right? But I look at what this what this kid can do, and I'm telling you guys, he's going to be good. I don't want to say that he's going to be special, Pro Bowl potential. He has Pro Bowl potential. I mean, has that, I mean, has some great, great upside. We just have to see what Carson Wentz does. At the end of the day, you had a premium talented wide receiver. You gave Carson Wentz the weapons to be successful. And like I said, don't be surprised if they take a running back or tight end in round two, round three, maybe even round four. So it's all about surrounding this uh, this quarterback with as much weapons as possible. So that way, it's no excuses. All right, James Davis says, the fact that the Chiefs got Trent McDuffie at 21 is crazy. He was ranked the ninth best player in this draft. That's who I want to get. McDuffie, he's, look, he, he, this guy right here can ball. He can ball. But the thing was, we all knew that Washington needed a wide receiver. We needed a corner. And I think that if Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley Jr. fell, then it's a different story. I felt that McDuffie was the third best corner in this draft. You know, you have Elam out there. So you have some corners out here. But I don't think that corner was your top priority in the first round. Unless the correct or right player falls, then it changes everything. So just one of those things where you see Kansas City taking a premium a, a guy in a corner. Corners are more valuable than wide receivers. But guess what? Sometimes you don't want wide receivers like Jahan Dotson and Jameson Williams to fall to guys like Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. So you saw teams trade up to come and get the wide receivers that they wanted. You look at how the Saints are built right now. You have Michael Thomas. You don't know what he's going to do, right? He might be good. He might not be good. You have him paired with Chris Olave, who they feel fits with what they're trying to do. They, they just go in and shore up that offensive line, add some talent there. And then they're like, you know what, Jameis Winston, let's see what you got. Let's see if you can give us something this year. Let's see if you can be a guy that we rock with for the next two to three years before we can find our guy. Because remember, people were talking about Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. They said, look, this is a weak quarterback class. We don't trust those guys. Let's go ahead and get some premium uh, positions. And that's corner, you know. So even if Washington took a corner, we don't know what would have been available at 47, knowing that Green Bay and Kansas City needed a wide receiver. That's why you saw six wide receivers, almost seven, go in the first round. So it just, it just changes everything. Wide receiver, there's still wide receivers out there. Like John Mechie is going to go to a great situation. Alec Pierce, uh, Sky Moore, Jalen Tobert. There's so many guys still available that can go to different teams and produce. There's no doubt in my mind. But at the same time, you want to get your guy. You want to get the guy that fits your system. That's why you see the Titans come up and get a Traylon Burks who does some of the things that A.J. Brown does. They feel like Traylon Burks can be that next A.J. Brown for them. Might work, might not work, but you take those stabs in the first round because, like I said, the way that the NFL is going right now, the wide receiver money is going to be stupid. It's going to be stupid. And getting Curtis Samuel, the price that they got him, was a steal. Even though he has not produced, I don't even trust Curtis Samuel right now. I'm not a big fan of Curtis Samuel currently, but that doesn't mean that things don't change. So where the receiver game is going, look at Hollywood. 
He was drafted before Terry. They didn't want to pay him. It just shows you that the team is committed to paying Terry. You're seeing wide receivers get traded left and right. A.J. Brown gone. Hollywood Brown gone. Debo Samuels wants out because nobody would pay him. He wants to get paid, but then he also wants his own. So it's like this diva wide receiver thing is back, right? You see Terry, he's quiet. He's doing his thing. You know, he's going to show up. He's not going to part. You know, he's not going to, you know, play or anything like that until he gets his money. But it just shows you what we're trying to do and what other teams are trying to do. So you, so you see teams doubling up on wide receivers, tripling up on wide receivers because they, they have now become a premium position in the NFL. Ever since Christian Kirk, Tyreek Hill. I mean, once you do something, you're all pro. You put up some numbers. You know, uh, I've put up 3,000 yards in three years. I should get paid X amount. I've, I've put up 25 touchdowns in three years. So everybody has their unique skill set and different things that they do. Yeah, Deontay Johnson, he's been kind of quiet. You know, the domino for Terry's contract was going to be, what does DK Metcalf get paid? He's put up some numbers, some, I mean, some touchdowns too. Debo had an all-pro season, right? A.J. Brown. When he's healthy, puts up numbers, he scores touchdowns. That's pretty much what these other guys have on Terry is that they put up touchdowns. Terry is playing with the likes of the quarterbacks that, that he's played with that are not elite quarterbacks or even a good situation, a good offense, this, that. That's where the market is going. Wide receivers are going to reshape this whole NFL, and you're going to see more and more rookie wide receivers get selected over the last four years you're seeing guys like Debo Samuel come up Terry McLaurin AJ Brown Deontay Johnson you're finding success in the draft you know what I'm saying sometimes you hit sometimes you miss you see the Eagles taking a guy like Devontae Smith right was it like last year right then the year before that it was Jalen Ragor. Then a year before that, in the Terry draft, I believe it was J.J. Arciaga, a white side. He didn't pan out. He's moved to tight end. So you continue to just take stabs. You continue to take stabs. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. The Eagles said, you know what? We're not good at drafting wide receivers. Why not? We just trade for one. Let's go ahead and trade for A.J. Brown. Let's go ahead and pay him the money that he wants. By the time it's time to pay Deontay, I mean, um, what's his name? Ah, I can't think of his name. Smith. Smith from uh from the Eagles. So by the time it's time to pay Smith, right? Maybe AJ Brown is coming off of that four-year contract. Because of that fifth-year option, you have Smith tied in for the next four years. So if you give AJ Brown a four-year contract, it's mirrored to that fifth-year option. So you're gonna have Smith and AJ Brown on the Eagles at least for the next four years. And then if Jalen Hurts cannot succeed, which I hope he doesn't, I like Jalen Hurts, but because you play for the enemy, I can't cheer for you. You know, maybe they get rid of him and then they go all in on the quarterback next year. So that's just what's going on. It's a passing league. You're seeing corners are premiums. Wide receivers are premiums. Of course, every team has to have a quarterback. But if you don't have a quarterback that's getting paid like Dak Prescott and the rest, don't be upset. If you don't draft a rookie that you don't like, don't be upset because guessing to find out who's going to be these rookie quarterbacks that that turn into the next Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens, that's hard. Everybody was thinking Baker Mayfield and this guy and that guy. So it's a weak quarterback draft. We've seen lots of wide receivers. The strength of this draft is the wide receivers. You're going to see wide receivers go in the second round, third round, and fourth round, possibly fifth round that come in and have an impact. So I'm excited for tomorrow. 
to see what happens in the NFL, to see what happens for the Washington Commanders. This is your guy, Manny. This is the Back Row Commander Show. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're new to the channel, please like, please subscribe, please share. I'll be coming on tomorrow to talk more NFL, more Washington, and um, I'm out. God be blessed.